Good evening, everyone, and welcome to night two of Tabernacle of Moses, Moses um, um, as we press as we in, in you are, this evening. This evening. Father, we Father, thank, thank you. you. We adore you. We say that you are good. We say that you are God. We say that there is no one else like you. Wherever you are, can we just begin to lift up our voices and welcome the Holy Spirit into our midst. Father, we say that there is none like you. Father, we say that you are welcome in our midst. As we journey deeper into you the, tonight, O oh God, la akoso toko proko seketeke prakosa tekeke prakos kotoda la pare bara baba baba le bradoja tika la pandeke la bradoja bakasati le bradoza bandeke bradoja bakasite ki le bradoza bale kate sete la brokoso toko prokoske tekeke la braba baba baba bale brokoske te la bradosko tok la palai kakopo da brakoski tele dele le bato soto kapale bradosa bate prokoske teke patuska tele barabakoske tele brokosko toko prokoske te le prokosko to la bado brokoske teke kepale da kosa bande kile bradosa basketi la ba father we will not miss what you have for us this evening we will not miss the encounter that you have for us this evening epesko to pale barokoska tila ha We've come, oh God, with expectation. We've come with empty cups that you may fill us up this evening, oh God. La akosa bale bradoza bakusketile bala kasketela. Makoso toko prokoso toka paila badoso toko prakusketile mando ko bradoza bale badoza. We welcome you into our midst. We welcome you into our homes. We welcome you into our spaces. We say, Have your way, O King. We say, Have your way, O Lord. We prepare the way for you this evening, O God. Ma asotoko prokoskate. Our hearts are ready for you. Our minds are ready for you. Father, your word will fall on good ground this evening. As we've come to gather, oh God, at your table and to feast at your table, your word will fall on good ground. In the name of Jesus, Father, we prepare our hearts. We prepare our hearts and sotuka me ekosoto bale bradojade. We prepare our hearts, oh God. We say, have your way. Have your way. Ma akosu teke preko sabale bradoja batisketile balaba. 
leke seteke palabradoza manaki setila le krokosuta kapa la baruko sute le ekusa mando koskatale barokoskoto la baba come on lift up your voice and say god i prepare my heart for your word this evening i prepare my heart for your word ah, let your word find expression in me me esuto koprokoskata i prepare my heart for the encounter i will have with you today father i will not leave this place the same way i came le croto soto copradosa capale bracoso toba mecosale bradosa say lord there will be evidence that I met with you today. There will be evidence that I met with you today. Father, there would be evidence that I met with you today. I will not leave the same way I came. I will not leave the same way I came. Father, tonight I pray, let there be encounters, God. Encounters that would not leave us the same. Father, I will not hurt. This morning at the 6.30 a.m. watch, the prayer culture watch that we have, one of the things we prayed about was the burning bush experience. Encounters that will stop us in our track. Encounters that will stop us in the day-to-day and the, the hustle and bustle of life. Tonight, I want you to cry out and say, God, I want a burning bush encounter tonight. An encounter that will make me turn aside. I want a burning bush encounter this evening, oh God. Do not let me leave here the same way that I came. I want a burning bush encounter, oh God. I want feedback from heaven tonight. In whatever format it doesn't even have to be spectacular. When I talk about the burning bush, it doesn't have to be a spectacular experience as a, a bush burning but it's not consumed. But an encounter that will stop me in my tracks. An, an encounter that will make me pay attention to what God is saying right there in that moment. Father, tonight I pray let there be burning bush encounters in the name of Jesus. La akoto marakos kapale bradoja bakaskite la bale barokos katale. Le brokoso pala bracusa baba baba bale borokoso kotoro. Aquate belindo robohoshna hataka. Le barokos shabala barakusetela. Yes, Lord. Mena roko shatala barakoskete. Yes, Lord. Ebala brakoso toko prokosetalea. We give you glory. We give you glory. 
We give you glory. We give you glory. Come on, all around the world, would we lift up our hands tonight and say, Lord, visit us. Not because of our depth, but because of your mercy. Not because of our effort, but because of your goodness. We need you. We need you. La romante le curia padanta capale. We need you. Visit us tonight. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Visit us. Visit us. Visit us. Speak to us. Activate something on the inside of us. The word of the Lord says that the time is coming when the dead shall hear the voice of the Lord and they that hear it shall live. The king Saul went to a witch in Endor because he could not hear God. Access to the voice of God is a privilege. Access to the speakings of God is a huge privilege. Say, Lord, would you grant me access tonight? For two can sit in a room exposed to the same reality and one person hears the voice of the Lord and the other does not. It is one thing for a preacher to speak. It is another thing for your ears to pick the frequency of the voice of the sovereign one. Say, Lord, tonight I want to pick up your frequency. Let the council of Zion, let the council of Zion find expression in my ears. And as you speak, migrate me. Let your word cause a migration. I want to take a journey tonight. A journey from which I will never return. A journey into you. A journey into you. A journey from which I will never let my soul never recover from this encounter with you, Lord. Let this holy journey, let it be my holy life. Let it be my holy light. We give you praise. And Lord, tonight as your word comes, let it come with power to heal, to deliver, to transform. Let it come with the ability to shift realities and change the pages and chapters of the lives of men for now and forever we belong to you somebody around the world would you clap your hands oh you people and shout unto god with a voice of triumph come on somebody put your hands together for a worthy god hallelujah 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 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shikanundori akosa tapadiketele. All right, welcome everybody to the presence of the Lord. Tonight is night two of the tabernacle of Moses. Uh, and as you can probably tell, we're coming to you, well, from different uh, different home studios tonight. Um, I'm here at home uh, in my studio. Uh, you just saw Minister Christiana Dedigbo, who was uh, leading us in prayer this evening. Uh, from her home studio but um i'm excited to get out the way real quick tonight um because i got my got my elder in the house um i want to take some time to introduce our minister tonight the the conductor of this journey um there are people in my life that i don't play with i don't joke with uh, i don't take lightly and it is because we have walked through seasons together and we have shared moments that money cannot buy. They have proven themselves to be instant in season and out of season. And with a few exceptions, most of them have come before the public notoriety. In essence, they've known me before I was Rev or Apostle or anybody else. They knew me when I was Israel or in the cases of some of them when I was a Lumide. Uh, but secondly, they all share one thing in common. Uh, I, I have the privilege to be in relationship and in covenant with some of the most gifted people in the body of Christ around the world, bar none. Some of the men and women who have the greatest depth of God's grace and anointing on their lives. And so I am not excited by that because I have it in abundance. What excites me is a man or woman who demonstrates through seasons a consistent conviction or a consistent demonstration of their Christian convictions. In essence, I am more interested in the Christian and the man or woman than in the anointed man or woman of God. Uh, and our, 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 our host tonight fits that description. I've known him now for 17 years. We met uh, in a bathroom of all places. Uh, some of my greatest relationships in life I met in a bathroom or toilet somewhere. But we met in a bathroom uh, at a retreat 17 years ago. Uh, and my life has been all the richer for it. Uh, I've never said this in his presence before. This is the first time he will hear me say this. But he is on my top five list of Christians in the planet. When I count people who I call Christians, people who demonstrate a fear of God and a love for God, people who I can say follow their faith. If I were to choose a mentor for my biological sons and say, I want this man or woman to mentor you as a believer of Christ Jesus, he's in a handful of people that I will choose. Uh, he's a senior pastor of RCCG, Redeemed Christian Church of God uh, in Liverpool. The name of the parish is Love Assembly. Uh, he's married to an amazing wife, one of my favorite people as well. Her name is Pastor Bura. He has two amazing young men uh, who are biblical characters, and that's a private joke between us. Uh, and it just occurred to me while after I invited him uh, tonight that in 17 years, this is the first time that God has actually given an instruction for him to come and minister to us. There have been several times I have wanted to in my own human understanding and I didn't feel a release from God. But in this season of transition, in this season of migration and consecration, I am honored. I am excited. 
it is my joy and my privilege to present to you pastor fola olaoye all the way from liverpool love you sir god bless you the floor is yours thank you very much pastor lumide uh, i hope my voice is loud and clear loud and clear sir it's loud amazing it's amazing that uh we can all through the power of uh technology jam the prince of the power of the air yes sir every transmission going on there yeah and jam that frequency with uh god's own frequency right from my own home studio your own home studio minister christiana's home studio awesome and uh from where everyone's joining us uh tonight afternoon it's awesome to be here it's a, it's a privilege and uh, i honestly uh pastor lumide please if you can still come back <laughs> i want to also right, openly openly say this that um, i share clearly the sentiments you know um about coming on ministering you know for some strange reasons our relationship has been one-on-one and and it's all it's been also more of look personally we need you in liverpool please come but you know somehow god also has never given me the kind of release i've had when we spoke and when you began to share with me about the tabernacle of moses you know usually at this time i just kind of shut down mm, yeah i try to stop every ministerial activity and uh, be in a place where i can reflect retreat hear god and uh, you know just expose my own nakedness mm. you know, confess lord this is where i am and you know um usually also around this time you know i'm sure <laughs> you to know there's a kind of a burnout <laughs> at times that you know we experience but then god told me clearly and apart from god telling me i perceive it so strong in me that yes this time is right i must and accept uh you know to be here more than anything it's our relationship uh pastor lumide that i really really cherish more than anything and I really really value you uh Dr. Joker and your prophets in the house you are one man thank god for the honor of meeting you in the most unlikely places <laughs> <laughs> but you are one man of god that uh over the years I just keep getting challenged seeing what god is doing in you first of all mm. in you and then through you and then the testimonials uh of uh you know being a yielded vessel and god pouring into you and you yielding and pouring out you know the feedback is awesome and you know to god be all the glory amen and i, I celebrate you and amen. thank you for uh, i want to say uh, Dr. Ajoke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know who your real favorite is, sir. Uh. 
thank you for the great job you are doing. Awesome and awesome. And uh, the Kingdom Culture Movement, I hope you know we are part of this movement. We're together, we're family. This is not a guest coming to minister. This is uh, a homeboy. And I'm happy to be home. And I also recognize that, you know, from all over the world, people are tuning in. And, you know, I woke up uh, around just after 2 a.m., early hours, and I couldn't sleep. Because I said, Lord, I don't want to come and start sharing some revelation or trying to teach or anything like that. And God began to deal with me before we spoke, before the day we spoke. And uh, when we spoke, God was not telling me what I was sharing with you is for this tabernacle of Moses experience. And um, I want to say this to everyone. Let's just relax. Mm. Completely relax. We're going to keep it very simple. Um, come as you are tonight, but be expectant. Please come knowing that God sees your nakedness. Yes, sir. God knows your heart. Come on now. God is hearing the thoughts, the unspoken words. God sees you where you are. God knows where you are at. Like an Adam moment. Adam, where are you? Mm. It's that kind of experience. Expect a heart, a, heart, a heart surgery. Expect a heart transplant. Expect a breaking. Expect an uprooting. Expect a pulling down. And expect a rising up. Expect the Spirit of God to pour as he spoke through the prophet Joel to pour the Spirit. We're in that time, we're in that season. Be expectant, just ready to receive. And uh, Father, I just thank you. There is absolutely nothing I know except what you reveal. And Lord Jesus, as you taught me, as I read from the scriptures, that you don't do anything, you don't say anything, except what you see your Heavenly Father do and say. As you hear, you speak. And Holy Spirit, you are the Spirit that sees, knows, teaches, guides, instructs, and also shows us things to come. And it's what you also hear, Holy Spirit, that you speak. You don't speak of yourself. I yield myself, I surrender myself, I am naked, I am open, fill me. I am empty. And Lord, I pray for every vessel, every man, woman, boy, girl, everyone, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, as mm. you brooded upon the surface of the waters, you saw the emptiness, you saw the void, you saw the darkness, you saw the formlessness, you moved. And the word came. Yes. And that which was empty began to be filled. Yes. That which was formless began to take shape. Yes. Lord. And where there was darkness, light came. I pray for illumination tonight over everyone. Do that which only you can do. As we journey like the early Israelites in that tabernacle 
the tabernacle of Moses. As we are, we've camped outside the camp, the, the city. We're in the tent. And then we enter this. Where you are taking us, the promised land, that place where Christ and Christ alone will be glorified. Father, thank you. Thank you for that which you have done, which will manifest in every life in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. Um, it's uh, great being here. Uh, I don't know how many minutes I have, but it's not about minutes. It's about encounter. Now, I was, you know, uh, always bounce things uh, back and forth with Pastor Lumide. And it's so crazy. I'm using the word crazy. That it's like what God tells us to do here. Uh, we are based in Liverpool. I see the same thing happening, you know, with the kingdom culture movement. At times I'm wondering, I was telling Pastor Lumide, do you rest at all? is as if God is staring and staring. There's been a serious altar where the fire must not go out. And it's been an altar of prayer this year. I was sharing with people in our church here. I have been a believer for over three decades. I have never prayed, never let me put you let me put it this way been steered up to pray like i have prayed this year 2022 when we follow the chronological calendar of man but you know beyond the chronological calendar there is a divine timing there is a divine agenda there is a time there is a season that is not according to man's chronological calendar it's not according to oh this is the year 2000 and whatever this is my year of this listen god deals with us in times in seasons i've come to understand something that god's one day like we all know i want to believe is not the same as our own one day god's one year is not the same as our own one year god moves in times and seasons and when god wants to achieve something in one day if that thing is not achieved in us, that day does not end. He doesn't move to the next day. Pastor Lumide was opening up this tabernacle of Moses, this camp meeting yesterday. And uh, I was led to do some serious eavesdropping. I was fighting that no, I wouldn't listen to what he's saying so that let me hear God. When I completely hear what God is saying to me, then let me listen and confirm and then when i woke up early in the morning so many things god began to confirm now let me just uh, build on uh, the introduction yesterday it's going to be simple tonight and please any moment you're stared up to pray please pray please pray don't wait for us to call out or pray about this there's going to be a staring it's going to be uh, i almost use the word heartbreaking but there's going to be a heart surgery and a heart transplant where God is going to remove every heart of stone, replace it with a heart of flesh. God will pour out a new spirit within us. Now, this tabernacle of Moses, I will keep it very simple. I'm not here to share any revelation. 
I will leave that, you know, to the great men and women of God. Just lay this foundation which they will build on. And please don't miss this 10 days. And it's so amazing that God was telling me, I was counting when your 10 days, these 10 days will end. And we add what we have in Liverpool here, stayed up to have an end of year retreat. And Pastor Olumide was talking about 21 days that, you know, but then you're doing 10 days this year. And God said, add the two together. And I realized your 10 days and when we will start the retreat in Liverpool is 21 days. Talk about the spirit of God being one. Now, we all know, or don't let me assume, that tabernacle of Moses, I'm not sharing, I'm not going deep into it. We will just keep it simple. Now, we all camped outside of the city. And we are right there waiting to hear what God will say to us. Now, the things God is saying, and I'm picking up and echoing from what was shared with us yesterday, it's a consecration journey. So we are on a journey of consecration. We are in a season of migration. Listen, the question we should ask ourselves is where are we trying to get to? Listen, there is a difference in where we are trying to get to and where God wants to take us to. I am praying tonight we will drop where we are trying to get to and take on where God is taking us to in the name of Jesus. Now, listen, when I heard the word hoover, God is trying to, clean, uh, to cleanse, sweep off everything. Of course, we're entering a new year in uh, a couple of days, and that's man's chronological calendar. And there was something profound that was shared with us yesterday. If you didn't uh, listen to yesterday, please listen to yesterday because this is a buildup on yesterday. Tomorrow will be another buildup. Don't miss these 10 days. Listen, some of us may not realize we are counting chronological years, but we are actually behind God's own time and season and God's own agenda. You know, Pastor Lumide mentioned something that some of us might still be in 2017, as far as God is concerned. But this is 2022. And uh, listen, God is never in a hurry. God is never late. God is so patient that if you don't let him finish what he wants to do in day one, you will not move on to day two. God is that super, super patient. He is not in a hurry. And I pray that God will perfect everything. So it, could it be that some of us are actually behind? This is what the Spirit of God was staring and letting me see. In my own journey, God took me back and said to me, go back to two years ago. Two years ago, I always refer to it as the year of the coronavirus, the year of COVID-19. That is the year 2020. I began personally to learn, relearn, and know God like I'd never known him before. You remember all the lockdown? Remember, you know, churches were shut down. There was a confusion 
over the entire surface of the earth. People were trying to second guess, you know, prophets, uh, pastors, teachers, everyone, you know, oh, we didn't hear it, we heard it, oh, we said it, we didn't say it. Listen, <laughs> let God be true and every man a liar. We need to get to understand the times and the seasons so that we will always, like the sons of Issachar, know what we ought to do and stop doing what we want to do. God took me back said look this is the understanding that i gave you 2020 lockdown everything that remember when the lord jesus came back into the temple when he came to the temple he came with a whip he drove out everyone inside that temple they were buying and selling doves they were exchanging money money there were tables and they were exchanging money, they were doing commerce, they were selling doves, they were selling all sorts, animals, and everything. You know, one translation says they, 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 they turned the temple, the house of God, they turned it into a commercial route where, you know, the, the, the passageway was more of like a commercial route so that when people come into that tabernacle the temple to give their sacrifices some people began to catch on that selling the dough selling the cattle that you know whatever people needed to make their sacrifices in that temple jesus saw all that the zeal of the lord of the of, of his father's house hit him the bible said he went make a scourge and drove everybody out god put a reset button he pushed that reset button on his church. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. And it's time to let me build my church and stop trying to build the church that he wasn't building. And he pressed the reset button. It was a, a kind of a reset moment. And there was like in the days of Noah, a global pandemic where the entire surface of the uh, of the earth was affected at once. A similar time, the Spirit of God gave me understanding was like the days of Noah. That was the first pandemic. It's in the scriptures. The Bible says there's nothing new under heaven. And then the lockdown was similar to Noah being asked to enter that ark and God shut the door. He shut the door. And for a certain period of time, the entire human race wiped off and only eight souls were preserved. Now, you know, prophetically, <laughs> prophets tell us, you know, I'm just a <laughs> simple believer, that the number eight is the number of a new beginning. Eight souls were preserved and eight souls came out of that ark, but they didn't return to the earth that was before the pandemic. It was a new earth. And if you read the book of Genesis, the first thing Noah does, Noah builds an altar, sacrifices, made the right sacrifices. He offered on the, on the altar clean birds, clean animals. The Bible records even God smelled that servo. And God said, want something very profound that he wasn't going to destroy the earth again. But God identified a problem 
that the earth, the heart, sorry, <laughs> the heart of man is evil continuously. The imagination, the thoughts of the of man's heart is terrible. Listen, Noah builds a new altar. He comes into a new earth. And then business as usual. The Bible said he went, he planted a vineyard. And you know what happened? Things started booming. Noah planted a vineyard. The vineyard prospered. His own sons and their wives, they started populating the earth. You know, everything went back to normal. But people, was it really normal? It wasn't. The Spirit of God took me back that God pressed that reset button in 2020 so that the problem with the heart of man will be sorted and draw our attention to our hearts. And like I said, the Spirit of God took me back. I did a heart surgery. I said through the prophet Ezekiel, I will remove stony hearts, replace with a heart of flesh, and then I will pour a new spirit. I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new spirit. Listen, do you know what the challenge was with Noah? And the Spirit of God is giving me the parallel. Now, everything seems to go back to normal, though it's like a new normal, because thank God for all the new things, the breakthrough technology, so many things we can do now with ease. I'm in my house, you're in your house. Some people might be on the road, some people might be cycling, some people might even be walking. You can tune in and be part of this tabernacle of Moses. Because the reality is that what God is always after is our hearts. Our hearts. God does not see as a man sees. God looks at the heart beyond our acts. Listen, Noah begins to prosper. The eight souls, all of them, begin to prosper. It was a new earth. But then, a post-pandemic Noah was worse than pre-pandemic Noah. Remember pre-pandemic Noah? The Bible records that he was a righteous man in his generation. The Bible says this man walked with God. He found grace in the eyes of God. And that was why God told him. God shared a secret with him. And God gave him time also to do as he commanded. He gave him a specification, build an ark. Now, what is the similarity to the tabernacle of Moses? Moses did not decide to build that tabernacle. God comes to Moses. You know, the scriptures are there. We see them in, uh, you know, the book of uh, Exodus chapter 25, 26, 27, 28 to 31. Exodus 35, you know, to 40. You can read everything about the tabernacle of Moses. God comes to Moses, gives him specification to the letter. Build this tabernacle 
according to the pattern. I'm not asking you to build the tabernacle the way you want. Build it according to the pattern I show you on the mountain. God previously, I don't know how many years, comes to a Noah, gives him also the same specification. Gives him specification, the length, the breadth, everything that should be in the ark to the minutest details. And thank God, Noah follows, he builds the ark, he saves his family, saves the animals, preserved a new generation that was going to populate a new earth. He started well. He built a new altar. But people, he did not enter that new earth, even though he built a new altar, he did not enter with a new heart. There was something Pastor Lumide shared with us many years ago. You know, and I'm not as techy as he is. God bless him. <laughs> you know, it's like you're trying to operate, uh, you're trying to get a new operating system, but then you have an old, let me just use the little I know, because I want to keep it simple. You have an analog, uh, uh, you, you have the capacity for analog, and then you want to start operating, a, you want to start operating a new operating system that uses uh, that uses the digital. It doesn't work. Jesus said, new wine is poured into new wine schemes. Listen, some of us might still be in pre-COVID. The heart that was there. And that is why God wants to do a surgery with this tabernacle of Moses camp meeting we're having. People, forget about your acts. Forget about the new vineyards, the technological breakthrough, the achievements. I was in a conference recently and somebody came and said, you know what? During the COVID period and now I've made so much money, so much money even in the midst of all the chaos. That is awesome. That is great. But of what point, of what, of what, <laughs> Of, of what value is it? We gain the whole world. We lose our own souls because we are still operating with a wicked heart that Jeremiah describes. The heart of man, desperate, wicked, above all things. Listen, some of us, this is 2022, but in the agenda, in the timing, in what God sees, we are still having the old mindset, the old heart, attitude. It's still the same heart. Noah prospers. He builds, uh, he plants a vineyard. And listen, it's, it will take prosperity for a man to get drunk. It takes a man who's relaxed, who's enjoying he gets drunk, and a post-pandemic Noah was worse than the pre-pandemic Noah. So much that he cursed his own generation. Listen, we can read that story that he cursed his grandson, but you realize that he cursed his own generation. 
that is what happened. You had Shem, Ham, and Japheth, yes, but he cursed one of them. That is still part of him. This is what happens, people. When we're trying to operate, we're trying to live in this time and season of God's calendar and agenda with the old heart and not allowing God to do a heart surgery and a heart transplant. Take the old out and put a new one. I'm going to start closing now because God showed me a picture and that picture is in Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. It's the story of Jesus and the ten lepers. The story of Jesus and the ten lepers. Remember, this tabernacle of Moses, we have pitched our tents. And where have we pitched our tents? We've pitched our tents outside, right, of the city, so that we can go and have an encounter with God. Now listen, and I want you to see this journey, this journey of these ten lepers. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 17, and I will read the story from verse 11. You know, unless someone listening is <laughs> saying he's not, he's not even read a scripture to us. So I will read this story, this account in Luke chapter 17. And uh, if you have your Bible, let's journey together. Now, Luke chapter 17. Um, I want to read, just to keep it simple, from the New King James Version. New King James Version of the Bible. All right? So Luke and chapter 17. So come with me as we journey with these 10 lepers. From verse number 11, the Bible tells us in verse 11. Let me just uh, get it here. Listen. Now it happened as he, that is Jesus, went to Jerusalem. He passed through the midst of Galilee. Of, of Samaria and Galilee. Thank you very much, Minister Chris Christie. All right. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Okay, that's the King James Version. All right, let's let's stay with that. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And verse 17 says, and when he saw them, he said to them, I think we're in verse 14, right? Go, show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed and one of them verse 15 when he saw that he was healed he turned back i just want to pause there a seller moment because we will highlight something there one of them when he saw that he was healed he returned. One version says he turned back. All right? 
and with a loud voice glorified God. And verse 16 says, he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Now, verse 17, let's see Jesus' response. Jesus answering said, Were there not ten that were cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Thank you for that. All right. Let's journey. All right. The tabernacle of Moses is a journey from the wilderness where God wanted to keep uh, his people to encounter him. And all through the journeys in the wilderness to the promised land, God was there in the, you know, meeting with the people in the tabernacle. So it's a journey. And then the journey ended because then, you know, not going too much into theology, the journey ended from the tabernacle of Moses. We now see Solomon building the temple. And then, of course, under the new covenant, God is now not tabernacling in a, a, a physical structure, but now dwelling on the inside of mankind. You know, when Jesus died and rose again, the Bible said the veil of that temple was, you know, uh, uh, rent into two. And everyone cleansed by the blood of Jesus can now become a king and a priest. You see that in the book of Revelation. Now, let's join in with this man. Where were these men located when Jesus met them? They were, if you follow the historical, uh, 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 the history of where lepers will be found in those days and still common even up till now, they, don't, they are not allowed. Once a man is leprous, he's not allowed to dwell with people. So they have like a colony and it's usually outside of the city or by the city gate, just away from where people are. And this is the location where these 10 lepers were. But now, remember, they're not allowed to mix with people. They're not allowed into the city. So I want to ask us right now, uh, in a metaphorical sense, we are camped right now, every one of us, outside of the city, looking at this tabernacle, uh, uh, um, having an encounter with God under this thing, the tabernacle of Moses. Listen, and I'm not insulting anybody's intelligence. In a metaphorical way, I want you and I want me, this is the way the Spirit of God is showing me, to see ourselves like those ten lepers. Re listen, the Bible says all have sinned, and I'm choosing my words, and falling short of the glory of God. By the way, if you want to give this a topic, before you enter the city, 
before you enter 2023. The prophetic word which Pastor Lumide has shared is, are there things that, come on God, we need to deal with before we enter 2023. Are there some unfinished business? Listen, by the Spirit of God, some of us, the unfinished business is still two years ago. Unfinished business is still three years ago. For some of us, we have not even started the business with God. Because if you're here, I don't want to assume that you've all had, we've all had that encounter with Jesus. Where, you know what? We get to a point in our lives, we've gotten to our wit's end, that God is either you save me or I perish. I realize I am a, I am a sinner. I need you. I surrender all. I am nothing without you. Lord, save me. Like those two men that entered the temple, one a Pharisee, the other a publican, lifting up their, uh, you know, making their speech before God. One makes a lovely speech, displays a CV, I pay my tithe. Oh, come on. I serve in the temple. I do this. And in comparison, because we don't realize clearly it is foolish for you to think you are standing before God and you are, the reason why you are standing is because somebody else has fallen. You are what the Bible describes as the fool who is comparing themselves among themselves. They are not wise. This man displays all his CV, but the publican says he couldn't even lift up his face. The Bible said he smote his, he smote his breast. Couldn't look up and said, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus said, this one got justified. Listen, you are that leper. I am that leper. We are outside the camp and God wants to take us on this journey. Now, what is the journey? Journey, let's journey with these 10 lepers. They were crying out from where they were and listened. Jesus heard them. What was their cry? Listen, what was their cry? It is clearly stated, listen, in verse 13 of Luke 17. Lord Jesus, Master, have mercy. Have mercy on us. Listen, <laughs> you don't need mercy. If you feel you're right, God shows mercy, listen, to those who need it. God doesn't waste resources. So if you feel you are okay, you feel you are right, you feel you are standing, listen, take heed. Let him that thinks he stands, take heed, lest he falls. God wants to hoover. God wants to cleanse. God wants to purge. God wants to break. God wants to do a cutting. God wants to do a removing. And that's why you're on this tabernacle. This tabernacle of Moses camp meeting. You must not enter the city the way these lepers did. You're asking me how? Number one, the cry for mercy. Listen, a broken and a contrite heart. The Bible says God will never despise. 
if you realize that every single waking day, as the, the prophet Jeremiah lamented, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion, they fail not. They are new every morning. Every single waking day, you and I can, if we get to the point where we realize that I slept, I woke up, oh my goodness, it is not because of anything but the Lord's mercies. So when we rise up in the morning, listen, we must learn to do something which we will see shortly. They cried out, have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. The Bible says, when he saw them, that's Jesus. Excuse me, what did Jesus do? Jesus did not say, okay, I've had mercy on you. That's all right. Thank you for crying to me. No, Jesus gives an instruction. So please, let's journey. I am that, you are that. Put yourself in a metaphorical uh, 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 you know, perspective of what I'm trying to share. And all Jesus says, go show yourself to the priests. Now listen, those lepers, number one, I believe they understood the implication of going to show themselves to the priest because they were as we can see and infer, either Jews or Samaritans. The Jews and the Samaritans, in a way, they are both kind of related. You know, I don't want to go also into the theology of that, but, you know, the Jews intermarried with Gentiles and, you know, they had mixed uh, race, let me put it that way, and that's where you have the Samaritans. But then there has been... I mean, a terrible history of Samaritans and Jews because the Jews and the Samaritans and were always clashing. But let's leave that. Let's just journey. So these 10 lepers were either Jews or a mixture of Jews. How do I know? Because when Jesus would lament, he said, where were the nine? Only one comes back. And this one is the Samaritan. So I, 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 I perceive that those nine, some of them were Jews or maybe the other nine were even Jews, just like Jesus, their big brother, their big Jewish brother. All right? So they understood that custom, that going to show yourself to the priest according to the law. And, you know, if you want to read more about that, I think it's the book of Leviticus, um, where you see all these things about uh, the cleanse. I think Leviticus chapter 14 right? Now, you don't go and show yourself to the priest unless, yeah, you you kind of realize that the leprosy, you know, the, the Leviticus chapter 14 talks about, you know, the cleansing for the anyone who's leprous. When you realize that you're getting, wow, the leprosy is going, that's when you dare go to show yourself to the priest. You dare not walk into the city with leprosy and you are stopped, and they find that you are still leprous, and you say you are going to show yourself to the priest. You have, the people have a right to stone you. But Jesus, without even them having any physical 
uh, change in their body gave them the instruction while they were still leprous. How do I know? The scripture says it. The Bible said it was when they went, as they went, that was when they were cleansed. So listen, these 10 lepers heard an instruction and they did not argue with Jesus, even though the instruction was contrary to the law. You don't go and show yourself to the priest. But Jesus said, go. And they went. They didn't argue. Listen, if one of them was <laughs> a scribe and lawyer, they probably would be telling to Jesus, I put it to you that you are a wicked man. You want us to be stoned? We have not been cleansed. I can't see any sign of physical changes. You are telling me to go and show ourselves to the priest? Is this the mercy we cried for? We cried for mercy, but now you want to judge us? Yes, because there are a lot of things associated with leprosy. And it was not just a physical ailment. It had to also do with sin. That is why their cry was a spiritual cry. Mercy. Mercy. And listen, that is one thing with God. He shows mercy to the sinner. He shows mercy. And in the multitude of his mercies, the Bible says, the psalmist captured it. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Listen, he forgives all iniquities. That is the spiritual part of healing. And then heals all diseases. So the healing is, first of all, spiritual before it is physical. So they cried out for that healing, a spiritual healing, which will transcend into the physical. But Jesus, rather than saying, I've showed you mercy, I've healed you. He says, go. In other words, go into the city and go and show yourself to the priest because the synagogue is in the city. Remember, we're joining. We're all in the camp right now. So we want to enter the city. Before you enter the city, before you enter the city, listen to this journey. And the Bible said, as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, the Bible said, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. He turned back. And with a loud voice. This man does two things. The first thing, he glorifies God. The second thing, he falls down at his feet and gives thanks to Jesus. Do you know, I have read this scripture for years. I did not realize that the crux of what Jesus addressed here was not that this man and those other nine were ingrates, they didn't give thanks? No. The crux of what Jesus addressed here was that this, they did not give glory to God. How do I know? Verse 17. The Bible says, were there not ten cleansed? There's not one, the others are not found to return 
to give glory to God. Listen, it's not about thanking Jesus. It's about who gets the glory. Because listen, people, if you and I understand what it means to give God the glory, we will not struggle to give him thanks. Let me repeat that. If we, you and I understand what it means to give glory to God, and we always, with every waking day, glorify him, give him the glory, we will not struggle to always be in an eternal state with our hearts of thanksgiving. You see, gratitude is not a one-off. It's an eternal state that our hearts should be. But when we don't have that kind of heart that gives God the glory, we will struggle. That is why we will only thank God when things are going well. We won't thank him when things are not. We forget that the God that healed you five years ago delivered you from the arms of death. Now you are facing a fresh challenge. Now all your plans for 2022 they didn't work. You are struggling to give him thanks. You forgot that it is, if not for the mercies of God, and if not, that it is to the glory of God that you are still breathing and still breathing. The issue here is who gets the glory? And I'm closing now. Listen. They went, they followed Jesus' instruction, and as they followed the instruction, they were cleansed. They were healed. Listen, let me show you a subtle way that they didn't give God the glory and relates to us today. Some of us have experienced miracles. Some of us have experienced healings and breakthroughs. One, we were told to fast, we fasted. We were told to bind, we bound. We were told to cast out the devils in the village and the ancestral deeds and that. We did it. Bang, breakthrough happens. And unconsciously, when we are sharing our story, we are giving glory to the fact that we followed the instruction. And it's because we followed the instruction, we fasted, we prayed, that is why we were healed. These 10 lepers, all of them followed the instruction. And because they followed the instruction, they were healed. But they did not return except one. Listen, do you know part of the instruction was not when you are healed, come back and thank me. When you are healed, come back, give glory to God. Listen, God was showing me, time will fail me now, but I believe the Spirit of God is operating over hearts. You have not given God the glory due to his name. You see it in scriptures all over the place. Give glory due to him. 
what God has against you is you are not giving him the glory due to his name. Do you know what God said? He said he will never share his glory with any man. There are scriptures all over the place I can tell us to go and check out. Go and look at 1 Chronicles 16, 29, Psalm 29, 2, Psalm 96, 8. And let me break it down. What does it mean to give God the glory? Listen, you are acknowledging that it's not because I followed this instruction that was why I was healed. It's because of the, not the miracle, but the source of the miracle. Giving God the glory is going back to the source of what you are ex you have experienced or encountered. You unconsciously and I share in his glory. And God began to show me so many things. There was a year we were having our end of year retreat and I was saying, Lord, and I was having a staring. Is there anything that must not enter the new year with me that I've not done? Is there any instruction? Is there any way I've shared in your glory? Is there anything? Because this is the heart surgery God is doing right now. That Lord, if there's any way I have not returned the glory that is due to you and I shared in it unconsciously, I'm flaunting the miracle, but I'm not giving you the glory for the miracle. I am flaunting the fact that I followed the instruction into the city. Listen, they entered the city. They entered the city. But do you know how they entered? The nine entered the city cleansed. Yeah, the leprosy stopped, but the limbs that had withered and all that were still there. So they entered the city without giving God glory. They still got their healing but they were not made whole. Paradventure, the hoovering, the cleansing God wants to do right now is, Lord, is there anything in my life I'm not giving you glory for? Is there any area of my life that I've shared in your glory? Mercy! Oh God, mercy. Because the only person who entered the city whole returned to the city where it was banished from whole from outside the camp was the one who returned to give the glory that was due to god there's so many warnings in the bible there's so many consequences of not giving god the glory you remember the story of herod he made a speech he dressed in royal robes the Bible said, for the first time I saw this again, that one, he made a speech and people said, oh, this is not man. I mean, this is not God. This is, this, this, this is. In other words, the Bible said immediately an angel struck him. One, he was eaten off of worms. Two, and three, he died. Why? Because he did not give God the glory the simplicity of this message tonight and the crux of it father is there any area of my life where i've not given you glory given the glory back to you 
to acknowledge that it's not the instruction I followed. It's you that gave me the instruction. And I return the glory to you. We do nice things. People say nice things about us, accomplishments. You know, one time, the, you know, the, the, God was showing me. I, I you know, prayed and uh, there was a miraculous thing that happened. And the Spirit of God told me, don't make the mistake to think that it was your own prayer that perfected this miracle. Can you remember that Paul plants Apollos waters? Who brings the increase? Who takes the glory? Not the planter, not the waterer, the one who gave the instruction to go back to the city. As we're in this camp, please do not go back into the city like those nine lepers. They were healed, they followed the instruction, but they never gave the glory. And that is why they were only cleansed, but not made whole. God wants you, God wants me to enter the next phase whole because some of us are still like those nine lepers. We are healed, but excuse me, the limbs did not grow back. That man was made whole, spirit, soul, body. The limbs that were leprous, the toes that were leprous, wholeness, talks about the spirit, the soul, and the body. Those limbs grew back. So if you looked at the one who returned to give glory and the nine, they were all healed. But one, listen, this is what the Spirit of God told me to share with us. The difference between being healed and being made whole is our own prerogative to return glory to God. The instruction is going to the city. The instruction did not say, return to me, give me thanks, give glory to me. It is our own prerogative. Are you going to use that prerogative? Could it be that is why some of us are still in 2017? You prayed. It happened. And God, the Spirit of God told me, don't think it's your prayer. You only came maybe at the tip of when the cup of mercy was filled and changes happened. You know, as men of God, unconsciously, we could share in God's glory. There's so many things, people, but at this point, ah, I think we should stop here to pray. The Bible says, when Jesus was teaching about how to pray, do you know how he concluded? When you pray, finally, thine is the kingdom, the power, and what? The glory. God alone must take the glory. Could that be what the staring tonight is? Have I shared in your glory? Have I not returned the glory to you? Spirit of the living God, show me. Many years ago, God showed me. There's one thing you have not done. The next year is going to end in a few hours. If you don't do this, and all, of course, give me the glory, 
don't enter the next year. It was a simple story. Pastor Lumide can bear me witness. The day he shared it with me, I didn't know. And that's why I know this man is my covenant brother. God showed me many months that he, he, there was a staring in my heart that I was going to bless him. And it was the last day of that year and God told me he must not enter the next year. I ran him. I did not know. Little did I know. I'll leave Pastor Lumine to share that story. But Lord, where have I shared in your glory? Where have I not given you glory due to your name? Pastor Lumide, please. I, I, I will end here. God's been dealing with me. I need you to lead us in prayer, sir. Thank you for the time. Thank okay. you, Jesus. Um, can we hear me? Yes, we can. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, you can hear me, right? Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Glory. Lord, I give you the glory. Take all the glory. Oh, we bless you. Take all the glory. Um, Father, please don't go anywhere. Now, uh, I was listening to what he was saying and based on the instructions I received for this week I, I was asking the question where is this going and not where is it going in the sense of where is, where is it going to land but why are you saying this to us God if, if you believe what I believe that every person who will minister this 10 days is an oracle uh, then if God is telling us and warning us about returning the glory hmm. then it means that there is either things he has done that are worthy of glory or there are things he's about to do hmm. that are worthy of glory and i believe the answer is both hmm. Hmm. and so i'm sat here saying lord what have you done hmm. and perhaps more importantly what are you about to do that would be tempting for us to preserve glory for hmm. i just want you to chew on that for a second what what are the promises of god what are the dealings of god that you have been waiting for expecting he has been transacting with us concerning which in this season about to come are so significant that hmm. it would be human nature to attempt to claim some glory. Hmm. And secondly, because I'm going to ask Pastor Father to pray for us hmm. and lead us in prayer tonight. I told the story before um, how he called me on the 31st of December 2009. Hmm. A few hours after I had driven all my belongings in one tiny small pickup van from North Sheffield to Nottingham to, to Plant Kingdom Culture and I'd arrived at a house that I paid £290 a month for a two-bed house tells you what kind of house it was and we got there me and a couple of other people who were helping me out uh, and 
there was no electricity or gas in the house because the old owners of the house had run up a bill on the pay-as-you-go meter and had abandoned it and left. And so I'm here and God had told me, like Pastor Fola just said, because I'd been fighting that instructions to move. And he said to me, if December 31st meets you in Sheffield, you will miss out on a season of my purpose for you. Hmm. So me being the stubborn child that I can be sometimes, I moved on the 31st of December. And I got there and I said, Lord, I don't have a dime to my name. I'm in a house. And, and interestingly, Pastor Fuller, hmm. this is the coldest winter on record since that year. I don't know if you know. That's right. The, 2022 is the first winter since 2009 that has approximately then we had minus 10 minus 7 minus thereabout degrees and i'm there freezing in the dark and i said lord i i, I obeyed you here we are and my phone rings at 4 40 or 4 45 and pastor fuller says pastor lumide i need your bank details now i'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the house and so I said, sir, no problem. I'll send them to you. I'll call you back. He says, no, I'm not going to get off the phone. He says, I'm going to wait here right now until you send me your bank details. So I, I thought I was getting, not frustrated, but wondering, I mean, what can't wait? I'm here trying to figure out my life, you know, what's going on. And Pastor Fala says, Pastor Lumide, God told me that if I want to prosper in 2010, hmm. that I need to get you this money tonight. He says, the banks are about to close. I'm in the center of the city. There's three or four banks around me. I need to know which one is yours so I can go in and put in that money now. Pastor, you couldn't see, but I was fighting tears. Hmm. I'll never forget. I think it was 50 pounds you sent that day, wasn't it? I can't remember. Either 50 or 55. It was enough. I, I didn't have money. <sighs> it was overdraft. I, Lord have mercy. I am just hearing this part. I'm just hearing this part for the first time. I didn't have the money, but it was my overdraft. Pastor that money was just enough to clear the bill. Actually, it, it didn't even clear the gas because I was still cold for a while, but mm -hmm. it cleared the electricity. I used some of the money to buy KFC for the three young people who helped me move. Um, that was Pastor Blessing, Pastor Yemi, and Marion, for those of you who know who they are. And then we traveled to Leicester that night because I was preaching for my friend, my brother, Pastor Pardon, for their watch night service. New Covenant, New Life Covenant Church in Leicester. We didn't have money to get back. We got to Leicester. God moved powerfully. My, past, my brother, Pastor Pardon, came and he said, Sir, this is all the money we have for you today. It was exactly 80 pounds. Hmm. We came back and then we cleared some of the gas bill. And there began the journey that has landed us today. Hmm. And for me, that is significant because when I hear him say, God is warning us about keeping glory. Mm. I am reminded about where we came from. Come on. And I'm asking myself, what are you about to do, God? That will be dangerous for us to preserve some glory.
Mm. In essence, I'm not hearing a warning. I'm hearing a blessing. I'm hearing a promise. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing God say, son, daughter, there is something, kingdom culture, there is something I am about to bring you into, which it will be, it will be dangerous for your well-being were you to attempt to keep any glory for yourself. I want us to lift up our voice as I hand the microphone back to Pastor and say, Lord, one, we're ready for what's coming, but two, help us redivert the glory to you. Open your mouth and pray, Pastor. Follow over back to you, sir. Where am I sharing your glory? Where am I forgotten to give you the glory? Libra Yes, we are Lord, the glory. The we glory. come back to you. The glory. All Revelation chapter 4. Yes, Lord. Revelation chapter 4. What the Spirit of God is telling me is just to show us what happens in heaven. And then the consequences of not giving the glory. But then the promise that comes. So I read the scriptures. Pastor Lumide, this is not something that ends here because I know we're in that tabernacle. So it's not like we're going in and out. Mm. We are in, we are camping here. Mm. What I'm sharing with us, God's been dealing with me. I told you God took me to two years back to start returning mm. all the glory and everything mm. I've learned. Mm in this period. In Revelation chapter 4 verse 9, just want us to see so that we see what is happening in heaven. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 9. See what these 24 elders, what the creatures do. The Bible says in verse 9, and, and when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the sat on the throne who lives forever and ever the bible says the four and 24 elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and they worship him that lives forever and ever they cast their crowns before the throne is there any achievements? Is there anything I've, I've I've acquired? Cast them down, and look at what they did, saying, "Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and hmm. honor and power, for you 
created all things. In other words, you are the source of everything. Without you, I'm nothing. Without us, we are, you are nothing. I mean, we, 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 without you, we are nothing. And for thy pleasure, they are and were created. If we go again, if we can write these scriptures down, because please, people, as we get offline, whatever you're going to do for till the rest of this year, Return every glory. Let the Spirit of God stay our remembrance. Revelation chapter 4 verse 7. See what happens in heaven. The Bible says here, you know, this was an angel who came. The Bible says he had an everlasting gospel to preach to, to all who dwells on the earth. In verse 7, he was saying with a loud voice, Remember that leper that returned? When they were crying for help, for mercy, mm. they cried with a loud voice. voice. When he came back to return the glory, he cried with a loud voice. He says, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory, glory to him. For the hour of his judgment is come and worship him mm. that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of the waters. Listen. For the rest of this year, let's just go into that time, worship, casting everything down and just give him the glory. I'm conscious of the time because, you know, we're online and I believe there's a certain time this broadcast is. But please, before you return to the city, before we leave this campground, this is the instruction. You know, and here's an instruction, Pastor Lumine. I saw this like I've never seen it before. Psalm 96 verse 8. Psalm 96 verse 8. And I'm happy I am not reading anything that is not written in the scriptures for us to see. Because somebody might be asking, how do I give him the glory? A practical way. Let's read from verse 7, Psalm 96, verse 7. He says, give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Mm. Give unto the Lord glory, glory due to his name. Oh, and strength. That said, give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Look at the next thing. Worship bring, the Lord. Bring an offering bring. and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord. In the, in the beauty, beauty of his holiness. his holiness fear before him all the earth listen we give him the glory he says bring an offering listen when people hear that they start thinking listen it's a poverty mindset that makes us think that when we're talking about offering God wants something from, I mean, <laughs> material things. Listen, the first offering God wants is the heart. 
broken and can you let him heart. take that heart away can you let him give you a new heart it is painful because a heart surgery involves mm. opening cutting and removing lord i offer my life to you i offer myself to you a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto you so right now number one in that tabernacle uh, according to what happens in the tabernacle we enter and we always enter to encounter god that's the aim that's the journey but then we enter first of all i mean this is historically looking at the parallel we make a sacrifice and confession of our sins the sin here lord any way i have shared in your glory and i've not returned the glory to you have mercy forgive me yeah. two we receive sorry three we receive cleansing and then forgiveness and then for our worship say lord without you i am you you are worth everything everything i am everything i own everything i will ever be they are all yours and that's when we have this encounter and only him makes us whole so as we go tonight please can we just go and fall prostrate till you go to bed till you rise up lord i give you the glory that is due to you glory due to you i hate to one on to to end on this warning note but then jeremiah said something and uh, just to help us to see jeremiah chapter 13 verse 16. we've seen what happened to herod the bible said it was a gradual thing Pasolumide. it wasn't like that man fell down there no mm. first of all the angel struck him yes sir next thing worms started eating eating him and then finally he dies god shows me the process but we can stop this process because some of us peradventure you've been struck by an angel jeremiah 13 and verse 16 and i close with this pastor over there uh, i'm just kind of mindful of the time we are online because this is a one-on-one -on -one encounter with god for everyone of us individually verse 16 says give glory to the lord your god before he cause darkness mm. and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains and while you look for light he turns it onto the into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness that is a warning god says my glory i will never give it to another nor will i share my glory with another father i thank you for tonight 
when you send your word, it's not to destroy, it's to heal and deliver us from that which can destroy us. And I thank you that your word never returns to you void. And I thank you, Spirit of the living God, you are confirming this word, you're stirring the house, you are feeling emptiness, you are bringing shape to where there's formlessness, and you have brought light. And I say, in the name of Jesus, arise, shine, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh God, we give you glory. Somebody somewhere, would you put those hands together for God? Just just take 60 seconds and say thank you for your word tonight. Come on, let's open our mouth and say, Lord, thank you. For your word tonight thank you thank you thank you father for the richness of your glory thank you for the splendor of your goodness we give you praise and we give you honor thank you you know it's not lost to me Isaiah 50, Isaiah 60, sorry. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In essence, God is saying, one of the responsibilities of your light coming is that you understand how to manage my glory. Let me repeat. Sorry, I don't know if you could hear me clearly. Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In essence, God is saying one of the things, one of the responsibilities of your light coming is that you correctly know how to manage my glory. Your light will put you in a position where you have to correctly manage his glory. Father, help us, help me, help every single one under the sound of my voice to correctly manage your glory in the season of our light. And it doesn't just, listen, it doesn't just mean saying thank you. It means living your life consistent with the fact that he has glory. The, the coming back to say thank you is an outworking of the reality of his glory. In essence, if you give him glory, it means you give him preeminence. If your estimation of him as all important and as all owning is correct, gratitude is one of the things that will proceed. But it means I will live my life moving forwards as though I am conscious of the fact that there is, an, there is a being to whom I owe everything. In essence, as the millennials or the Gen Zs will say, I'll come correct in how I deal with him. Father, help us as a house. Help us as people and individuals to do so in the precious name of Jesus. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. So we're back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is a Wednesday. Uh, we'll be in the studio at the embassy. It will normally be a quorum, but it's a special quorum because it's the it's the tabernacle of moses now i must confess pastor fuller i kept here let me i don't know if 
Okay, I don't think I can show this, but I have written here in my jot pad, Tabernacle of Moses camp meeting. And then you came today and kept saying camp meeting over and over and over again. So we will see where that goes next year because I, I sense the confirmation of an instruction there. Uh, but I am going to start calling the next eight days a camp meeting as the servant of the Lord has said today. Uh, and we're so grateful for your obedience, sir. I've been looking forward to this day for a long time and then I'm glad that God has allowed it. And now that now that it's happened once, I'm sure the floodgates will open, you know, and God will allow us receive your gift over and over and over again. So we're back tomorrow, uh, every day, 7 p.m. UK time. Let the evenings be the overflow of your dealings with God during the daytime. Don't just leave all your praying and, de and dealing with God till the night. Come at seven on the back of a day of divine encounter and consecration. Of course, a reminder, <coughs> excuse me, that the last two nights, the 20th and the 21st, will be happening with Reverend Gideon Odoma in person. Uh, and so my brother's coming a long way to but he's not just coming to be with us he's coming to the uk but he's one of the reasons he's gonna one of the things he's gonna do while he's here is be with us on the 20th and the 21st and so please spread that word uh but by, by this time tomorrow uh, an event bride page will be up to register because we can only take a maximum of 80 people if we have as many as 80 in the studio please do not register if you do not plan to be there in person Amen. So please only register if you want to come in person. Let's be able to keep the space for those who want to be there. Let's not take all the spaces with virtual registrations and then we can't have people who want to be there in person. Um, and so remember hearing what we've heard tonight at our word for next year, our theme for next year is government. When our light comes and government is on our shoulders, we must correctly administrate and manage God's glory. God is building a people and a house of sons that he can trust with government and his kingdom in areas of significance and elevation. Before we go tonight, we want to take up an offering. We announced this going into the summit that coming out of the other side of the summit, we we're going to obey an instruction from the Lord to place more of an emphasis on the biblical principle of financial stewardship and giving. If you uh, believe kingdom culture is a part of the palette of expressions that God is using to bless your life in this season, then we strongly encourage you to do what the Bible suggests, which is to respond with your financial substance. And that's an offering for some of you. It could be a tithe if this is where God is dealing with you primarily as your storehouse. Uh, some of you are members of the Kingdom Builders Partnership Program where your finances are going to change lives and ministries and the lives of ministers, orphans and orphanages and all these different things around the world. We say thank you. But in this season, we are obeying an instruction from the Lord to emphasize the biblicality of responding to spiritual blessing with financial uh, financial responses. And so if you want to give tonight, the details are on your screen. We encourage you to do so. God bless you with the blessing of a thousand times more as you obey this instruction of the Lord. All righty, let's pray tonight. It's been an amazing time in the presence of God. I've, been, I've loved having uh, uh, 
this happened from my home studio the presence of god has been so strong and so rich once again uh pastor Fola, if you're still there would you come back on camera please i just want us to pray a blessing uh you, over this man of god who has been yes, used by god to bless us tonight Thank let's you, just Jesus. open our mouth as a house and restore Thank or return Jesus. glory to god by asking god to honor his word over his servant's life blessed is he who has come in the name of the lord we bless you out of the house of our god may your horn be exalted like that of the unicorn may you ever be exalted and anointed with fresh oil may your back be straight may your eyes not grow dim may your natural force not be abated Amen. as your days are sir so may your strength be Amen. may nations call you blessed may Amen. strangers submit themselves to you may the sons of foreigners be your plowmen and vine dressers may Amen. kings and queens be your nursing Amen. fathers and mothers Amen. in your Amen. life your home the house of the lord you've been called to lead in this season consistently may the sower overtake the reaper thank you lord and the treader of grapes the thank planter the treader of grapes thank you lord we declare that every outstanding word promise or dealing of god concerning you and yours this year is completed by december 31st amen and every area in which you or anyone or anything connected to you is in arrears that the spirit of grace will bring the account up to date that you may step into this coming season amen fully updated in the will an agenda of God through Thank you, you for you and in you Amen. we love you we honor you sir we Amen. say this is done in the precious name of Jesus Amen. 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 Uh, shameless plug. I'm going to be uh, well you. some of you know that every every, every I mean first of all, in kingdom culture when we plan our calendar every year um, from January they know that that last 12 days of the year is not to be touched until i hear from from love assembly what's going on and um, right. it's become like you said I, I see myself as one of the premier members of I, i'm now officially one of the oldest members of love assembly mm. so those of you who came recently take your seat um <laughs> but i'm looking forward to being with you uh this year for the the end of the year retreat uh, we right. will pass the word across to everybody in our family uh this year will be virtual most of the days will be virtual so everybody can join in uh, they have their end of the year gathering with the lord the last 12 days of the year and so i believe it starts on the 21st doesn't it the 20th actually the 20th so we're, actually yeah passing, yeah, so we're, we're passing we're pa the <laughs> we're okay. intermingling ah so i that's true so that's what you that, and now i see what you meant when you say it's 21 day uh, beautiful counted 21 days until 1st of january beautiful beautiful well, yeah. uh, and and i'm actually going to be with them in person this year as well as, and i'm looking forward to that i believe god has placed something in my heart for love assembly mm. that's been burning for a few weeks and so uh kingdom culture this is our family this is our sister tribe uh i wholeheartedly recommend pastor Fola to you and if you want somebody to report me to, if you're not happy with me, this is one of the few people in the world that I give you my permission to do so to, uh, but receive him as you would receive me. Go online, find every platform, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, subscribe, join, listen, 
follow your life will be blessed and changed as a result see everybody tomorrow at 7 p.m all the watches chris just as we go out just roll the watch flyers every single prayer watch is going to be alive except for the press so morning drops of glory the altar well the altar will be at 7 p.m so we'll be doing this during the time of the altar but morning drops of glory and the gap uh please make time to connect with the lord love you bless you take care bye bye I put my trust in
Adiabika baba 